0: Thank you for listening to the Legacy Church podcast. To connect with us, go to legacynb.com. Now, enjoy this message from one of our Kingdom conferences.
1: Uh, A house everybody loves each other. I was trying to whisper to Jay about something that had popped into my heart, and uh, like a good brother in law, he just gives me the mic. (laughs) I just have this sense that the people here, that there's something special here and that we represent the first fruits of this area. Yeah. That In this silo, these the seeds that are going to be used to plant fields yet unseen or even imagined, that there's just a first fruits that's, that's being called out and identified this weekend and I'm just so excited when you think about you know you cannot imagine the depth and the width and the height and just he blows us away faithfully every single time and so I'm just excited by what he's doing and I can't wait to see what comes out of this so I bless you guys
0: for those that you're not you don't belong to this house Stephen's a pastor of our men's ministry that word that Isabel gave over the other day is spot on so you get a shirt. Lifting this thing up because you're going to be preaching. So God is so good, isn't he? Yeah. Man, there was just a moment during worship. It was like all of a sudden, like, oh, everybody woke up, right? It was just like when that, the spirit come and fall and it was so good. Well, let's just go ahead and stand up and what's us to honor what God's been doing. Just give them a warm welcome as they come back up. Yeah. Well, we're just going to pray over you. Here, here's what I want you to do. Release refreshment, right? That as they've been refreshing you, I want you to just pour that back out and multifold. So we just declare refreshment now in the name of Jesus. We just declare, Lord God, that everything they've poured out, Lord God, is coming to them, pressed down, shaken together, and overflowing. That There's room for more. I just declare right now a resetting of the clock right now in the name of Jesus, Sha. I just say there's a resetting of the body clock. There's a resetting of the spirit clock. There's a resetting of the soul clock now in the name of Jesus. I just call it alignment now as it is in heaven. Release now in the name of Jesus. It's about to hear what it says is the, the amount of years you've poured into the kingdom has, has come at a cost and the Lord's saying you've released it several times. Restoration and restitution right now in the name of Jesus. Sha. And we just say declare the goodness of God over you right now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.
2: Thank you.
3: Thank you. Thank you so much for praying for us. I just want to say, you have amazing pastors in this church. Yeah. Amazing people. You know, you are good people, both of you. And we are supposed to love each other. And I love you guys, but I like you. <laughs> I really like you. I've gotten to know you now for, what, two days or whatnot? And I really like you. You're good people. You're really good and kind people. I just want to honor you. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> That's true, yeah. uh for someone in the room who has been having uh, problems in your marriage, a little bit of hiccups or, or something like that, the Lord is going to bless you now. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to ask you to stand up or anything like that. I just want to speak a blessing over you. You know who you are. If your spouse is with you now, please hold your spouse's hand as I speak out a blessing over you. Or if he isn't, I just wanted to know that the Lord wants to bless the both of you. So in the name of Jesus Christ, I speak a blessing over you, over your marriage, and over your household. Our God is a God of restoration. And he is releasing his restoration over you and your marriage and your household. So receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. I bless you to receive it. By the power given to me for the name of Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ, I release his blessing over you and your marriage. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: And I just got releasing people from, uh, um, I saw snakes around people's minds, especially at the front here. And the Lord is releasing. Um, you know your mind from oppression. If you are dealing with mental oppression and scramble thoughts and all of that, the Lord is coming and is releasing you and there's going to be a breakthrough tonight when those snakes are going to fall off of you. I also saw nightmares and night terrors ending. There is a breakthrough. If you are dealing with any one of these two situations, please stand with me quickly right now. I want to pray for release for any one of these two conditions—it doesn't matter which one it is—because there's uh, God is breaking those little snakes that have been there, and they are tormenting spirits. That's all. There's nothing wrong with you tormenting spirits. Yes, yes. So Father we thank you for the work of the cross and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ and in the confidence of what he did at the cross and the confidence of what was accomplished on resurrection Sunday right now we release freedom we decree we declare right now freedom over every mind right now in Jesus name and we command every one of those tormenting spirits that have been in the mind, that have been uh, causing the oppression, the confusion, depression, anxiety, confusion, and nightmares, night terrors that have been happening in the name of Jesus. You have to live right now. These are sons and daughters of God, not hired hands, and therefore they are citizens of heaven. It is illegal for you to torment, it, to torment them and to uh, torture them. So in Jesus' name, we declare freedom right now. And every snake falls off, every snake comes off in the name of Jesus, for you don't belong. We release peace right now. <laughs> freedom and peace in Jesus' mighty name right now over all of you. I just saw uh, in the chest, there's somebody or some people who have been dealing with with an anxiety that forms here in the chest, and you feel sometimes that you cannot breathe, and even almost like burning inside. If that is you, please raise your hand, because there is freedom for you right now from that uh, that, that tormenting condition that has been happening. So in Jesus' name right now, we break off that... Uh, anxiety, the level of anxiety and anguish and torment that has been happening to you, robbing your peace. And anyone else hearing my voice online as well, in the name of Jesus, we just break it off. We command you to leave every, every person and their body right now, their soul and their body in Jesus' name. For Jesus paid the price and therefore this Sons and daughters of God do not have to pay the price. Jesus paid it. It is done. And we do not negotiate. So in Jesus' name, right now, you have to leave them alone. It's day for freedom. And we declare freedom in Jesus' name, now. Amen.
3: Anyone having uh, abdomen problems, digestive problems? Anyone been battling that? Yes, please, if you stand up, let me pray for you, if you would, please. There's healing coming for you now. So in the name of Jesus Christ, I speak healing into your body. I command every cell in your body to be whole in the name of Jesus Christ. I command your body to come under the authority of the name of Jesus Christ and be whole and function the way the Lord intended it to function in the name of Jesus Christ. I break off you every spirit of infirmity. I break off you every sickness and disease in the name of Jesus. And I set you free in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. I just have a spirit of fear that has been affecting some of you. And it has been spreading. It was for some, maybe just one area, one little thing. But for others, I saw it was a shadow that has been spreading in different areas, fear, any kind of fear where there is, uh, you know, fear is a tormenting spirit as well. But um, if you're dealing with any kind of fear, I saw some dealing with fear of sickness, fear of death, fear of their children, fear of finances, you know, and different fears or phobias that are holding you back. Please stand. Again, this is not something wrong with you. It's a tormenting spirit. We need to separate this from heavenly perspective. It's a tormenting spirit. And Fear of, oh? fear of I think that's what Go ahead. Say.
3: Uh, <clears throat> if you're afraid of heights, fear of heights, honestly, that's a tormenting spirit, yeah. honestly.
2: Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah.
3: Go ahead. You pray. pray okay.
2: Yeah. So, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we just come before you. And, Father, we renounce our relationship and our um, submission to fear. In Jesus' name, for those who have allowed fear to be their master, and uh, to having authority and controlling, you have to renounce the your... Uh, a submission to fear, in Jesus' name right now. So, Father, we renounce it in whatever area the fear has been, whether it has been mentioned or not, if there is fear of anything right now in Jesus' name, Father, we just renounce it. And, Father, we submit ourselves to the Holy Spirit and to you completely, in every area, full control to you. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, based on the decision made before you right now, because of what Jesus did at the cross and the resurrection, because he took the keys from the devil, right now all authority was given to him. He said, all authority was given to me. In Jesus' name right now, I, come, I break off the power of fear. For fear is one of the gods of the world. But we have only one God that trumps all other gods, gods. So in Jesus' name, right now, every spirit of fear, a stronghold of fear, whether generational or from now, it doesn't matter. We command you right now to lose your grip and get out, get of every person right now. Spirit, soul, and body, we break it off right now. I just saw trauma. I just saw spirit of trauma. There's some people that it has been trauma in your lives and the fear has come through trauma. If that is you right now, please pray with me quickly. Father, I renounce trauma in Jesus' name. Whatever trauma happened, whether you fell from a bicycle or a big thing happened, it doesn't matter. We renounce the spirit of trauma right now in the name of Jesus. And right now, in Jesus' name, I speak to trauma, and I break off the power of trauma out of your soul. Wherever trauma is lodged in your spirit, soul, and body, even your organs, wherever it found a home, we command you to leave right now. And the entryway through, for, for fear to come through trauma, we close it right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we command all fear... To dissipate in Jesus' name, out. We are not slaves of fear. We are children of God. Therefore, fear you have to leave. These children are free, they belong to God because of Jesus Christ. So I release you by the power of the name of the Lord Jesus from all fear. And I break the chain of fear right now. You are not alone. Heaven is with you. Your Father, stay watching over you. Everything I promise you is going to work out better than fine. So in Jesus' name, I just release you and bless you to have peace. Peace, because fear robs you from peace. So I bless you for peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
3: Is there anyone here who has, uh, you've either had a prophecy or you just know that you know that you know that you are supposed to write, and you have been pushing it away, pushing it away, and you have not wanted to embrace it. And you push it away, and you push it away. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I just saw ink flowing from heaven into a pen that is waiting to be picked up by God's people. And you know who you are. So in the name of Jesus Christ, I bless you to step into what has been spoken over you, either by prophecy or by the Holy Spirit speaking to you directly. I bless you to step into it, and I break off you every obstacle, every fear, every anxiety that you have carried because of that, and I set you free to go into it, run for it, in the name of Jesus Christ. So I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I'm sorry I'm pointing, yes, at you. Can you please stand up? I just saw, no, for you, honey. I, no. Yes, 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 it's you, yes. That's, that's why I don't like pointing at people, because it confuses some people. I saw a gate in front of you that has been put up there by the enemy, and it's been there for a long, long time. It's been trying to hold you back, and you haven't stepped into the fullness of what the Lord has called you to do. And I saw angels come, and I saw them just uh, pushing it with their legs down. I saw the gate open up and falling down. So the way is opening up for you there, what the Lord has called you to do. You will not be held back anymore. You will not be held back anymore. You are worthy. You are valuable. You are worthy and you're valuable. So I bless you in Jesus' name.
2: I saw um, teeth, people with uh, teeth and gum problems. So, Father, we just thank you for healing Belongs to us because of what Jesus did at the cross And Father, you know we need our teeth And um, I was the recipient of supernatural healing From all my teeth And to the point that the dentists were shocked And said it's impossible I have never seen teeth this strong After they were not good So I know God can do it. So in Jesus' name right now, I break off disease off of the gums, gum disease, and teeth disease. And right now in Jesus' name, because he paid the price at the cross, he took every disease to the cross. It is a fact. It is written and it was done. We declare right now to gum disease and teeth wholeness and healing right now. All bacteria, all disease, all weakness, even cavities live in the name of Jesus right now. I declare wholeness and healing in Jesus' name right now. Freedom. Tooth aches, tooth problems in Jesus' name. Gum disease be healed in Jesus' name. I also saw eyes being healed. So I speak right now the same prayer and the same healing for eyes because I also... Was From glasses in the past, I went to 2020, supernaturally. My eyes reversed by the power of God. So right now, in Jesus' name, I declare healing to the eyes, and I declare eagle's eyes right now. Eagle's eyes into everyone who is dealing with eyesight problems, in Jesus' name, and I command the eyesight to reverse to 2020 right now. To the way God created, it is a lie for the children of God that with age we deteriorate. For the children of God live longer and healthier in the Bible. And God has no favorites, but we have engaged and we have accepted the lies of with age this happens. It's okay. We embrace and open the door to diseases because it comes with age. No, it doesn't. So in Jesus' name, right now, I declare youthfulness and transformation. And I declare to every cell in your bodies, right now, eyes and teeth to go back to the way you were created. Reverse in the name of Jesus to complete restoration. And I just tell you, believe, believe, believe. Remember? Believe. Believe. In Jesus' name, and I declare freedom right now. Restoration and freedom. Eyes like eagles and teeth like lions. In Jesus' name right now. Amen.
3: Now let me see all of you smile. (laughs) Who plays the piano here? Okay, Uh, yes. Someone else. There are other people who play a piano. Who, okay. Please, if you play the piano, please stand up. There is an anointing, a special anointing coming for you people who play the piano. I don't know why. I just saw this. The Lord is going to give you new music. There is new music coming for you. I saw notes coming from heaven ascending on you into your ears and I saw them being coming through your fingers and into the piano. So the Lord is giving you a new anointing to play the piano for his glory. For his glory. Because the glory is his and it is for him. It's because of him, for him, and all about him. So I bless you to receive new music in Jesus' name. I bless you to receive new heavenly notes, new heavenly music in Jesus' name. Creative musician, uh, A psalmist anointing come up, may come upon you in Jesus' yeah. name. Yeah. I pray that the psalmist anointing may come upon you in Jesus' name.
2: Just before he said that, I actually heard songs that have been... There is some of you that have... Uh, you're called to sing. You know, you have sung, but it is kind of stuck in a, like almost like a box in here. And it has been held in. Either you hesitate, you are afraid to release it, or you have been told that you cannot sing or something happened. But God wants to release you to sing. There is... There are songs, there's a worship anointing and there's a psalmist anointing actually in this place. In this house that is going to be released, songwriting and recording is going to be released out of here in a mighty way that will go to many places around the globe. There is a powerful, powerful will in this house and there is an anointing like David's house getting released out of this place is going to be tremendous, but there is freedom right now to sing. So in Jesus' name right now, I break off all trauma, all fear, all shame, all embarrassment, all hesitation, all fear of men right now in the name of Jesus, and I call for that voice to come up and come out right now. Be released in Jesus' name. Every song, every note that is inside of you, we call it forth in Jesus' name and release you to freedom right now. To freedom. And I bless you right now to arise. I call your voice out. And I bless you with the strength and childlikeness. Right now, childlikeness. In Jesus' name, For the worship within you will be released. The song, the voice that I heard locked up was so beautiful when it got released that everything stopped to listen to that song and that voice. You have been lied to. And it's time right now to renounce that lie, that belief system, and receive your freedom so your voice can be released today. In Jesus' name.
3: I don't know if we totally realize what is happening here now in the house. It's like God opened his toolbox and he's just distributing tools everywhere. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. Why he is doing it here now. It's because of what we've been talking about, what he was talking about yesterday and the day before. The Lord has a special purpose here in this church, in this area. And he needs people. He doesn't need us, but he wants to use us. He wants to use us to expand his kingdom on earth. We need him. He does not need us and uh, brother for you yes can you please stand up you have a gift of impartation the lord has given you the gift to impart into other people and that gift is going to increase in your life tremendously so i bless you to receive an abundance of that gift in jesus name And I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ that every gift you have given to me and imparted in me, Lord, give it to him. Let it flow into him and through him for the glory of your name, Lord Jesus. I pray every gift that you have given me, Lord, every gift, let it be his now in Jesus' name. Let it go into him now in Jesus' name, I pray, Lord. In Jesus' name, receive. For your glory, Lord Jesus, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you, God.
2: You know, the Lord, and uh, I said that this other night, um, but when we, uh, just after we landed in uh, at the airport here, I saw and heard the words expansion and um, enlargement for you guys, and you have been positioned for it. There's a time of advancement, and there's a day of enlargement, and it is a time of acceleration, great acceleration, tremendous acceleration that has been released from heaven, and um, A while ago, many years ago, I had one of the most powerful visions I have ever seen. And I saw an angel descending from heaven. It was the biggest angel I have ever seen in my life, of all the angels I have seen. And he stood on top of a very high mountain, the highest one he found. He had the largest trumpet I have ever seen. And he began to blow that trumpet over and over and over and over and was blasting it. And uh, I knew he was declaring something. He was a declaring angel. He was proclaiming a message. I said to the father, what is he declaring? What is through the sound of the trumpet? Because I have to tell people more than an angel is blowing a trumpet. And so at that moment, my ears opened up, and I heard in English the sound, the, the proclamation from the trumpet. And it was saying over and over, all hands on deck all hands on deck, all hands on deck. And then immediately I saw a second angel descend and he began to walk through the streets of the nations. He was dressed like the old criers of England. And he had the bell and he was walking through the streets, ringing the bell and declaring the rewards are ready. It's time to come and collect your rewards for they are now ready. At that moment, I heard the sound of a train engine, and it was loud, powerful, and fast. I knew it was coming quickly, and immediately in front of me, I saw brand-new train tracks being laid, and they were barely laid when the train came, and it was so fast that if I had blinked, I would have missed it. But somehow I managed to see a name written on the side of the train that sent acceleration. And at that moment, the father spoke to me and said, tell my people that a new call has been released from heaven. And this was a few years ago, but that call is for now. This is the timing of these three things are happening now. And he said, tell the people that a new call has been released from heaven. It is an all-hands-on-deck call. It has never been released the way it has been released now. An all-hands-on-deck call is a call for Everybody. It is everybody is needed right now. Everybody who, and you don't have to be gifted or anointed in any way at all. You need to be a son or a daughter. You need to be willing and available. That's the requirement. Are you willing and available? If you are, then this call is for you. You qualify already. And uh, he said, those who hear the sound of that trumpet, and I have been hearing the sound of the trumpet a lot in this church since we arrived. And uh, he said, those who hear the sound of that trumpet and respond to it will be given the rewards that others rejected and the talents that others have buried more will be added unto them. You will be equipped to do what you have to do. You will be supernatural, given the talents and the gifts for the task at hand that you need to do. Do not worry, saying, but I am not qualified. I don't have this gift. I don't know how to do that. Enlargement comes through service. If you are willing to serve, you will be equipped at enlarge. I knew a woman who worked in a ship, when she walked in the food department, one day there was an all-hands-on-deck call. The whole crew responded. And when she arrived, no one asked her, what is your job? What do you do? What is your position? She was sent where the need was, where they needed help. She ended up in the medical department, and she had no... No way, no qualifications and no training nothing. She arrived, somebody met her and they gave they didn't ask her, are you trained? Are you equipped? The person who met her gave her a tool, gave her a training lesson quick quickly, it told her what to do, showed her how to do it and she did it. And she did the job and after that she was able now to function in two areas in the ship. She went from only being able to work in the food department to now she could help in that area in the medical department if they needed her help. Enlargement came. She was willing and available. An all hands on deck is not a call about us. It's a call about the kingdom. It's a kingdom call which is different than any other call. This is not the time of personal ministries arising. That season is over. This is the time of the kingdom arising and Jesus arising. It's a ministry of Jesus being released through us, being established again. It's no longer about my ministry and your ministry. That is over, people. It's about Jesus and the kingdom now. And that's what this call is about. And then the Lord said to me those who received, they, who respond and receive the talents. They receive the enlargement and the more is added unto them will be propelled into supernatural acceleration. For this is the time when the kingdom of God is advancing like it has never advanced before. The power and the might of heaven will push you forward and you will lose control of many things and things will be upside down and inside out. But it is going to be amazing for heaven is going to push you forward. Because it's not about us, it's about the kingdom. There is so much to do and heaven is doing it now. This is an exciting time. And that is the call I have for you tonight, which was not what I was going to speak about, so go with me. This is what happens You know, when you're a prophetic speaker. My iPad is closed. And... Um, and the Lord is bringing us into a new season. And there's the season of enlargement. Enlargement is an amazing thing. And one of the things that I want to impart tonight is the gift of stewardship. Because stewardship is one of the greatest, It's one of the most powerful currencies of heaven. If you have a stewardship, you can access anything. The gift of stewardship is incredibly important, incredibly important, but it has been greatly neglected in the kingdom of God. Because of that, the kingdom has not advanced as it should be. We need to establish stewardship right now and and work on it immediately because advancement comes with stewardship, acceleration, increase. Everything you have prayed for, Will comes, of course, because of Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, by the Father's will, but stewardship is the key that releases it, you see? And it's really, really important. And, you know, in the Bible, in Matthew 25, verse 14 to 13, we read the story of the parables. We know about it. The tar- not the parables, the talents. The parable of the talents. We read the parable of the talents. We are familiar with it, so I'm not going to read it. But I'm going to uh, go through it to make the points for this impartation, for this release. And I just feel in my spirit a push is coming for you. It's like you're going to be pushed forward, and it's going to be a, you know, when the training wheels are taking off the bicycle. And so. In there, we read the story of the, the man who was very wealthy, had you know everything, the, the master, and he wanted to share his wealth and his possessions, all he had with his servants. So he went through the three servants, and to one he gave five talents, to the other one he gave um, two talents, to another one he gave one talent. And, you know, our father wants to share his kingdom with us in fullness. He wants to share it. It is his will, it is his desire, and Jesus died to make it happen. So this is not, maybe, if you don't have to even ask. You have to receive it. You don't have to convince him. You don't have to convince God about this. It's already decided. It's done. The Bible says it. So, it is a fact, so he wants to share his kingdom with every one of us. Luke 12.32, do not worry, little children, because it is your Father's great joy to give you the fullness of his kingdom. He already decided it, he already said yes, and one of the ways he does it is through prophecy. He releases his kingdom into our lives through prophecy. The thing is, when you receive prophecies, you need to know it has already been decided in heaven to do it. It's not about convincing God to do it. It has been decided. He already said yes. There's, you can be confident. It is his will, so let's put that aside. You don't have to convince God to give you the, to fulfill the prophecy. You have to participate, and you have to align, and I will help you with that tonight so that you do it, and you do it quickly because we don't have time to waste. So you see, but it has already, the ES is already granted for every promise and every prophecy you have received. And God releases kingdom into our lives like that, portions of the kingdom, you know, through prophecy, we receive talents. Talents, talents, talents are distributed, you know, through prophecy constantly. You know, and you are a prophetic church, and we are in a prophetic season. I've been prophetic all my life. I was prophetic when nobody knew what a prophetic was. I was prophetic when people hated it. I was prophetic when people liked it. I was prophetic when people uh, yeah, abused it. I was prophetic when it became a fad. I'm still prophetic. And so I have seen the journey of it in my 60 years of life. And uh, it is, you know, uh, the prophetic is abundant. It's a kingdom being released and talents being distributed. You see, so the master came and gave these talents to his servants. And then he went, he left, he went away and left them with their talents, you know, our father is not a controlled freak, he, and he doesn't micromanage. And he steps back. He gives you the talents, and he gives you space because he gave you free will. And he's waiting for you to exercise your free will. You see, the problem is we are all sitting there waiting for him to do it all. You see, and he's waiting for you to use your free will. He gave it to you. He wants you to choose. He wants you to make decisions. He wants you to act on it. You know, free will. What will you do? I gave this to you, now free will it kicks in. It's the next step into this, into this enlargement, into this um, increase of the talent. So he, gave, he stepped back. Then after a while he came back to settle accounts. And, you know, I have seen God walking among his people, settling accounts. He's settling accounts with his church. He's settling accounts with us one by one, and with us corporately as well, ministries and churches. He's settling accounts. The problem is because we approach everything with human perspective, from human's perspective, when you hear the word "settle accounts," you cringe because you're going to be in trouble. If anybody is going to settle accounts, they are going to find what is wrong. You're going to be in trouble. You know, your boss is coming to settle accounts. The bank is coming to settle accounts. Your, you know, your teacher, your principal, there is trouble. That's our earthly human experience, our human um, perspective. From heavenly perspective, it's an amazing thing when God comes to settle accounts. It's incredible because the reason why he came to settle accounts, the Master, was because he wanted to give them more. Not to take away, he was, his heart and intention was not to take from them, it was to give more. And that is the character of our Father. He wants to give us more. Paul said if he gave us his son, won't he give us with him absolutely everything else? You know, he is a God of abundance and he upgrades from glory to glory. He upgrades. I don't know him to be a God that comes to downgrade his children, but he upgrades us. We are in a season of upgrade if we have eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to perceive and position ourselves. So he came to give them more. That was his intention. And that is what God is doing right now. He is coming. He is settling accounts because he wants to give more, more and more and more. But he is an investor. What have you done with what I already gave to you? What have you done with the 25 prophecies you have in your somewhere in a drawer at home? What have you done with the promises I've given you? What have you done? You know, what have you done? Because he's an investor. He wants dividends. He's not going to just waste. You know, many, many years ago, my late husband and I had been uh, scheduled to minister somewhere in Ohio, I think it was, in that area. And we had been uh, booked for almost you know, three years in advance. And so, you know, when we receive an invitation, I always check with the Lord, you know, about this? I show him the emails, about this? And we talk about it, and so if he says yes, they are good, we can say yes, and find the timing when it works. and. We have always found that timing is always right for the season. And so, or if he says no, then we decline, because we work for him, he doesn't work for us. And, but, um, so anyway, he has said, yes, we had been in that church before. And so he said, yes, when the invitation came, yes, go again, I think it was the third time by then, or fourth, maybe, and he said, yes, go again. However, about six months, oh no, sorry, three months before, three months before the time came to go, the Lord spoke to both of us separately and said you have to cancel immediately, you can no longer go there. Cancel right now. And we, one of us said to the other, uh, uh, and the other one said, yeah, we both got the same thing, separately, the same day. So, we canceled immediately, of course. I mean, he's the boss. So, we canceled. If he said don't go, we don't go. So, Afterwards, I said to him, "You know, um, just out of curiosity, just to, you know, just to get to know you better and your thinking. You don't have to explain anything to me. I get that. I know, I know how the boss works. But um, what happened?" I said, "Because you know, you were very adamant to cancel right now, but before, you know, when the invitation came and that, you said yes. Go, thumbs up. Now, thumbs down." I said, so what happened? And uh, I just said, you know, would you mind telling me just to understand how we work here together? And he said, yes, no problem. He said, this week, he said, I think Monday or Tuesday, I can't remember the day right now, but he said, the leaders of the church had a meeting and they made a decision that has altered their destiny. So because of that decision they made in that meeting, I am no longer going to invest into them. He said, if you go, the the deposit that you will leave in that place that you will bring will be wasted now. And I am not going to waste my deposits nor my impartations anymore. He said, not at all, so you cannot go there. He said, instead, I have found a group of people in Australia who are really hungry and are asking me, to give them, to bless them, and to invest into them. He said, so I'm going to send you to those people in Australia instead to take the impartation and deposit that you were going to take to these other people in Ohio. I said, well, that's fine, except that at the time we didn't know anybody in Australia. And I said, but if you arrange it, sure, we'll go. Three days later, we get an email from Australia. And uh, it it said, you don't know us, and we don't know you. (laughs) But we heard your names, and God spoke to us immediately and said, ask them to come, for they will carry an impartation, and they will leave a deposit I want to give to you. Would you come to our church to do a conference on these dates? They were the exact same dates we were meant to be in Ohio. Would you be able to come? So a longer journey, of course, and driving to Ohio, 37 hours from door to door to wherever it was in Australia. And we went, and God did what he said. Leaders, pastors came from all over the hunger, and the glory of God showed up. It was amazing. But anyway... A month after that, after we came back from Australia, the assistant pastor of the church came to visit us, and we had built a relationship. And he said to us, he said, what happened? He said, you didn't say why, you just said we can't come. And uh, But he said, um, would you mind telling me why you canceled that? Because he had renounced his position. He no longer worked for that church. He left Uh, his job there and his position. He said, so, um, what what happened? So, I told him what God said, and he said, well, that is very interesting. That's the very same reason why I retired. He said, because on the Monday or the Tuesday, whichever day it was, that God said, that exact day God told me, he said, we had a full board, leaders and board meeting, Mm -hmm. and The rest, the the board and the team, they decided to stop the move of the Holy Spirit because the money-giving people were getting upset. And they were afraid to lose the money to support the church. So they chose uh, the the money over the Holy Spirit. So they stopped the Holy Spirit. He said, and I just could not stay any longer. I had to leave. And uh, so... Ivan and I looked at each other and thought, holy smokes, you know. <laughs> God is really listening to our meetings and our decisions. He's He's taking notes. You know, let me tell you, puts puts the fear of the Lord in you. And so um we saw, I saw how you know, he is an investor. His settling accounts, is paying attention to invest more, to invest more, which brings me to a wonderful comment. We came here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the Lord said to me years and years ago, about 20 years ago, he said, I will no longer send you to people who want to be fattened up. I will only send you to people who are truly hungry. And you know, through the years since Cindy contacted me to come, we have you know had to change because of different events and COVID and everything. But when I checked again and said, "Are we still going, Lord?" said yes. (laughs) So you are a good investment. You are a good soil. He is happy to invest in this place and in this land. You know, this is a wonderful thing. So we are delighted to be here planting some seeds with you and leaving them here. But you see, God wants to give more, but he is careful. He's not going to waste it. So, you know, that's how the kingdom works. So we have to make sure that... We approach these all of these with heavenly perspective his settling accounts now as he's settling accounts you know we have the three guys so let's start with number 3 and work our way to number 1 the guy who buried the talent because that is the most the prominent guy in the kingdom of God people are bearing talent every day constantly Talents have been buried and buried and buried and dropped and buried and buried. And so we wonder why nothing is happening. Why isn't God fulfilling this? Why isn't God giving us more? Why, why, why? Because most people are burying talents constantly for so many reasons. So we have this guy, the guy who buried them. He thought he was doing okay. He was self-protecting. And so... He said to the master, here is a little talent you gave me, shiny and clean. And he said, and when he said, but why? He said, and this is the saddest reason ever. He said, well, because I know you. I was afraid. I'm afraid of you. You know, I know. I know how you work. You come and you're a harsh man and you uh, collect what you didn't work and you come to reap what you didn't sow and you didn't plow and you didn't work and you come to take and all of that and here's the thing the main reason why people bury talents is being afraid of making a mistake it's so easy to bury your talents you receive the prophecies you receive the callings you receive what God says but then what if I blow it you know, what if I, you know, I don't know how to do this. What if I blow it with him? I make a mistake and I blow it. Then I'll be in trouble with God. I'll be in trouble with people. I'll be in trouble. You know, and it is that fear of making a mistake that keeps you from, that, from investing your talent. It's better to play it safe and bury it. You see, you don't want to look foolish. You bury it instead. Pride will make you bury talents. You see fear. The thing is, mistakes are not a problem in the kingdom of God. Do you think God didn't know every mistake you were going to make before he told you? He took it into account. You see, he knew. And the thing is, making mistakes is not a problem. If it were, I wouldn't be here. You see, making a mistake is not a problem as long as you make them in love. Make mistakes in love. If you make them for any other reason, then that's different. You get yourself in trouble. you know. But make them in love. If your heart is in the right place and you make them out of love, out of wanting to serve and bless and do your best, God will redeem your mistakes. And he will teach you and he will help you and you will grow and he will turn it into good. I have seen him do that time and time again with me. You know, this is our God. There's nothing to be afraid of. We are going to make mistakes. That's how we learn. That's how we grow. However, we see also in that part, I mean, that, that is bad. That's, but the saddest part is that that shows us, when that man sent to the master, shows us that he didn't know the master. He didn't know him. He worked for him, but he didn't know him personally. You know, our father is the most misunderstood person in the universe. Yeah. No one is more misunderstood, and he is judged by his own people. Yeah. Never mind by the world, by his children. You know, and constantly he we're. He's being judged. He's misunderstood. That man misunderstood because it is very easy. That man has seen the actions, the decisions, the behavior of the master. He saw his behavior and he drew a conclusion about him based on his behavior. You see, and that's the problem. It is very easy to focus on God's behavior and not his heart. When you see his behavior, it's very easy to misunderstand him sometimes and to judge him because sometimes he allows us to go through things that we don't like. He allows us to go through a valley or a furnace. He allows what is bad things in our eyes to happen to us, which his word says he will turn it into good. Everything he does is for good. But because we focus on what he does or doesn't do, we judge him and misunderstand him and don't trust him. When you have that kind of relationship, when you form a relationship with somebody's behavior, you will never, ever, ever have know the heart. When it's about the behavior, relationship from behavior to behavior is a bad explosion. Relationship when this from heart to heart, that is what works and is successful and strong and lasts. Heart to heart relationship, no behavior to behavior. And we very easily form a relationship with God's behavior. He did this, He didn't do this. You know, we trust Him according to what He does and doesn't do. We respond to him according to what he does or doesn't do. He didn't answer. I prayed, he allowed this to happen. Goldie died, you know, my little goldfish. And why did he let him die? So we don't trust him anymore, we judge him because of that. You know, we don't know, because we don't know the whole story, his ways are higher than ours, and so we don't know what is ahead, why this is a good thing, even though it doesn't feel good. It doesn't mean it is not for our best in the long run. But I had to learn to understand this by living through horrible things. You see that he has allowed and then seeing his goodness at the end of it and in the process. But you see, and that is what this man is saying. He saw how he acted, his behavior, and then he judged him, misunderstood him, formed an opinion. and. That was his relationship with him, and that's why he couldn't trust him. If you don't trust God, it's because you are looking at his behavior, not at his heart. When you know his heart, and you have a relationship with his heart, you know who he is. You know who he is. You know that his ways are good. You know he's faithful. You know what he, how he will do, and you know that he cares, and you can trust the process You can say, like I did when my late husband died, I don't like this, I hate this, I don't like that you let this happen. But I trust you, and I know somehow there will be good in this. You see, we can be okay, we can keep on going, we will get together through this, because your heart is good. If you know his heart, you know his intention. You know his intention is good. Even if you don't like it at the moment, it doesn't feel good. That doesn't mean his intention is not good. And because of this is that we buried so many talents. And we bury and we bury and we bury. I want to encourage you above all things. Get to know his heart. And you will trust his ways. You will trust his decisions. Even if you don't like them, you will trust them and you will have peace and you will get through it and you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living, no matter what you go through. You see, and that's what miracles are made out of. So, people, we have this sad man, and that is the sad condition of most of the church throughout the planet. From one end to the other, it is like like that. You know, that third man bearing the talent, relationship with the behavior, God's behavior, not God's heart. Now let's move to the other two. And that is the part that I like because um, it's so exciting. He comes to the other two and it's a bit different. And the other two, we see, you know, if it was me, I would have treated them a bit differently, you know. The one gave me ten back, ten talents back, the other one four, you know. So the one gave me the ten, gets two pieces of cake, the other one gets half a piece of cake, you know. And I would have said to the second guy, well, you did good, but, you know, do like him, do better. Because we compare, right, human perspective. We compare and all that stuff, you know, so. But he isn't. Heavenly perspective is so different. So he isn't like that. So he comes and he says to the guy who gave him ten talents back, he said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You know, I gave you this, you gave me this. Good for you. He said, so, and then he says, well done, my faithful servant. For you have been faithful in little, I, I will now put you in charge of more. Come in and celebrate with me. Then he goes to the guy who gave him four talents. And he tells him the same thing. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful. I gave you two. You gave me four. Um, you have been faithful in little. Now I will put you in charge of more. Come in and celebrate with me. They both get the same response, the same reward, and one of the things that causes people to bury talents many times is thinking that what they do is not impressive or is insignificant. You see, and we compare. Well, if I were, if I had, if I were Heidi Baker, you know, that's different. But it's just me. I am, you know, working in the nursery, wiping noses, you know, and feeding bottles to babies, or the toddlers screaming, and you know, and we compare. And from heavenly perspective, according to what the Bible tells us, there is no difference between what Billy Graham did, between Billy Graham and his work on earth, and you making coffee so preachers can keep preaching. You know, or you in the nursery with the children, or you working, you know, setting the stage, or uh, cleaning the church, or whatever it is that we do. Because God is not interested in results. We think he cares about the results. It is not about the results. He produces the results. It is the stewardship and obedience. And as long as you have that, there is no difference. You see, between the Billy Grahams and the rest of us. So it changes our perspective when we know when he's actually looking for, what he wants. Because, you know, obedience is the fruit of love. True obedience comes out of love, not out of fear. It's love that causes you to obey, to want, to please, to bless. You know, all of us who are parents, we know that. There is nothing more wonderful than when the children obey. Because that means they love us and they trust us. You know, that's that's the message behind it. And uh, that is why obedience is better than sacrifice. Because it is a response of love. And it is worship. Obedience is the highest form of worship, the Bible says. You see, and it is because we love him and trust him. That's why Billy Graham did what he did. That's why we should do what we do, you know, regardless of what it is or what it looks like, even if it is cleaning the toilet, you know, and all throughout lives, it doesn't matter till the day we finish pastoring, and I finish pastoring, many times it's for preaching, either my late husband or I were washing the toilets. I bet you do that. And running back to the pulpit and that because it is service and obedience to the Lord. You see, and it is a wonderful thing. And because we do it for that motivation, it is the same. (laughs) I thought that was the the greatest sound at the moment. (laughs) You see, so we need to remove <laughs> We need to remove all these mindsets of h- human perspective, because what matters to him is very different. So here's the thing. So once we get that, we can now move on, and we can just get excited about whatever amount, whatever talent he gives to us. It's not comparing that you get a bit more than me. You know, I got more than you at any given time. You know, but sometimes it simply means, in my case, you get to sleep longer than I do. You know, you're on your bed a lot longer than I see my bed. I mean, there's something strange when you fantasize about your pillow throughout around the nations of the world. You're fantasizing about your pillow. You know, but... Um, so, now here's the part that it makes me really excited where it comes the enlargement and the increase. And it says in there the key part, you know, the key, the key things that bring the heavenly perspective, what the master, what that scripture is teaching us, what God is actually asking for. So you receive your promises, you receive your prophecies. And you have them there and God said, and you have these prophecies. Now what do you do with them? That's the challenge. And so what do you do with them is so easy. But what do you do with them? Because we have to activate our prophecies. They have to be activated. And God asks for it in the Bible that we activate them. So um, when we look at it is when we receive our prophecies, we think, you know what, especially when you we hear a destiny word. Word that comes from the Father's heart, you know, about identity, destiny, and all of that. These words, you know, you receive the prophecy, but they are giving you the end result. One day, you will be the leader of all the leaders in the world. So God's going to make a leader of leaders, and we think we have to step into it right now. I'm going to be a leader of all the leaders in the world. I can't do this. I don't know. I'm not equipped to bury it, to bury it. Because you feel overwhelmed, you bury it. You see everything, you feel overwhelmed. I don't know how. This is too big to be true. This is not me. It doesn't fit. You bury it. All those reasons cause you to bury talents. You see, but that is human perspective. We think we have to go from zero to sixty, like in nothing flat. And so but that is not what the scripture tells us. It says what this is what this what what the Father, our Father is asking for faithful in little people faithful in little because you are faithful in little, well done I will take you now tomorrow, faithful in little so that removes all the pressure completely because we can all be faithful in little God knows God knows he, don't, he doesn't expect you to become that mighty you know, preacher tomorrow because you got the prophecy at midnight. <laughs> and uh, so he knows what we can or cannot do. When he, All he's asking for is faithful in little. We can do that, faithful in little. And he will then take you up tomorrow. So I'm going to tell you a couple of stories to illustrate this. Because, you know, uh, I've received prophecies so many throughout my life. And uh, they have been fulfilled. I can, uh, and I can give, you know, testimony about that. But I hardly ever receive prophecies I like. <laughs> I mean, I cannot pay people to prophesy what I like. Anything I like. It's just prophecies in my throughout history, and my late husband was the same. You know, throwing gets nice ones. I'm married to throwing now. Maybe I'll get some nice ones. You know, but, you know, we got all these prophecies we didn't like, and I, every time I got prophecies, I didn't like anything I heard. And it's very easy to bury it because you don't like it. You just bury it and forget about it. You see, but whether I learned, I don't know about you, but my experience is I don't have to like it to obey. If it pleases him, I, will, I don't have to like it, as long as he likes it. You know, if he's pleased, I don't have to be pleased. My pleasure comes from him being happy. So we settled that a long time ago. So it doesn't matter. But, you know, I don't, I, so it's this journey of really, in our know, prophecy Dear Lord, help me not to make a bad face when I'm hearing it. I, I'm Latin, I can make faces and expressions. I can talk with my face, so and with my hands. So anyway, um, one time we were in a meeting, and there was this man of God, this, this really wonderful man of God, this prophet guy, you know, we knew him, we knew him, we trusted him, and he's prophesying over people, and it was so lovely, and I was so excited, thinking, okay, maybe today we get a nice one, and I will be cheering. It will be so nice to get a nice prophecy. You know, I was so excited, and of course, with the pastors, were well, the last ones picked out, you know, to prophesy and so it didn't matter we're going to get a nice prophecy now we are with our people he's prophesying publicly which sometimes is a problem when when you teach people to steward the prophecy and they're listening listening to yours so they expect you to now do what you say you know in front of us and so um he came to prophesy over us and He looked at us, he started prophesying. It was suddenly the most horrible prophecies ever. And he went on and on. The main topic was, you are going to write, 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 write. And you are going to write. And you are going to write articles that are going to be published in local magazines. Then they will be published in um, national magazines. Then they will be published in international magazines. Then they'll be published in magazines that will be translated all over the world and will go into many languages across all over the planet. Then you will write books, and the books will be used for for training. They will go through the nations. There will be many languages and on and on and on. And then he added more, and he added more, and and the whole thing was just so bad. And I'm listening to this man, And I am not even looking at Ivan standing next to me, I didn't want to see his face, because I knew his expression probably was worse than mine. And we are listening to this man, and I I am thinking, I'm trying there thinking, I need to stop him. He has to stop, he's crazy, Like he has to stop it, he's too late, too tired, we should have gone first instead of last. And so, I am trying to think, and so, of course, I body the language people. I folded my arms, I lifted my eyebrow, I gave him the look, I communicated, got my front, I round just down, and the whole nine yards, very you know Hollywood thing, yeah you know, portrayed well in a blind could see it, and I'm standing in a nice position myself, and I tell you, I gave him a look that would have scared the devil, <laughs> and I'm trying to tell him, cut it right now, stop it right now, and he ignored me. <laughs> think, seriously? You know, he was a very mature man of God, that's the problem. He wasn't intimidated at all. I was trying to intimidate him the best way I could. There was no way to intimidate this man. He noticed, he gave me a kind of half a smile and carried on. And so he elaborated... I think that encouraged him to take it to another level. And he elaborated more about this whole writing thing. until and I, I was trying to stop him for one particular reason. See, I, I'm kind of a bit smart sometimes. And I'm thinking, Scripture, you know, because we have to live by every word. And once you know Scripture, you know, the loopholes get smaller and smaller. And so I'm thinking... I have to stop this man because First Timothy 4:14 4, gets me in trouble right now, because it says in there, Paul told Timothy, do not neglect the prophecy, uh, do not neglect the gift imparted into you through the prophecy spoken over you." You know so one of the reasons why many people bury talents is, because I don't have that gift. So you bury the talent. I don't have that gift. I don't do that. I don't even like doing that. I don't do that. It's not me. So you bury the talent. But you didn't have the gift before, but the moment the prophecy is spoken, is spoken over you, the gift is imparted into your spirit. Now you're stuck. The, the gift is imparted into your spirit through the prophecy. And then, it doesn't end there. Then Paul said, don't neglect it, but give yourself wholeheartedly to it. Seriously. You know? And so, this is trouble, people. You're like prophecy. You're in trouble. And so, because I'm there thinking, oh no, he's imparting it. The gift is going in. (laughs) And then, once the gift goes in, we have to do something about this. You see, that's the problem. And I didn't want to do anything about it. I didn't want to write. He couldn't pay me. If I, you know, would have gone to prison instead of writing. And I am looking to him, and I am thinking, if I can stop him halfway, maybe we can, the, the, the gift is halfway. So... It doesn't go in. Said maybe we can pull it out. Cancel. You know, abort, abort, abort. And it doesn't go in. So I was actually trying to stop the gift from going in. That's why I was trying to stop the man. You know, I was trying to be smart, you know, and save myself. So, but he continued. I think he just pushed it in as far as he could. You know, and when he finished, there was no nobody pulling that thing out of me. <laughs> you know, he released it and imparted it. And, I'm, and so the man walked away with a smile on his face. He knew, he, knew, he knew what he had done. And so he walked away, and we're standing there, and Ivan and I looked at each other, and he said, you do it. <laughs> and I said, no, you do it. And he said, "No, I'm a former dyslexic." <laughs> yeah. he, he, got healed, he got healed from dyslexia, but he said, "I'm a former dyslexic." And I said, "Yeah, but you got healed." And he said, "Yes, but God, did, God didn't give me peri- periods and commas." <laughs> he said, uh, no." He said, "I never got that. I don't know where to put a period of comma. You don't write books or articles unless, without periods or commas, so I'm out." I said, no, English is my second language. I can do it. Second language, so, I'm your first language. I don't care about your periods and comments. There's editors do that, I guess. I said, but uh, no, I'm second language, not my first language. Can't do it, so, too bad, to so say We were about to do paper scissors and, you know, pull the, to see who got this. And so, and I said, he said to me, well, here's the thing. He said, we, we're, we're one. So if you do it, we both do it. <laughs> I said, so I'll cheer you on. You know, so, I, so I said to him, okay, let's wait. Before you really freak out, because we were about to really freak out with that prophecy, I said, let's do one, let me check one thing. There's still one thing. I know the word is from God. I have no doubt about it. I, I know it was. Maybe. He missed the address. Maybe he delivered it at the wrong address. (laughs) Amazon does it all the time. You know, they deliver your package at the wrong address. So I thought maybe, you know, this prophet guy, you know, maybe the prophecy was for the person next to us or behind us. And he just... Dropped it our way, you know. I was trying to get out a bit. I checked with the Lord, you know. and Sadly, he said, no, right word, right address, right place. I said to Ivan, okay, freak out. All you want, because we're in trouble. So now it is Timothy 4.14. We got a prophecy. The gift was imparted. I know better than to bury it. And I know what the Bible says. So this conflict, between soul and the spirit inside. And so, anyway, I had to find heavenly perspective because the human perspective wasn't working. So, heavenly perspective. What do I do? And I began to talk to the Holy Spirit because here's the thing. Neither one of us liked writing. Neither one of us wanted to write. And the prophecy was really big. Like, seriously, this is as this was, you know, close to 30 years ago. And there we are, you know, 20-some um, you know, years ago. And you are nobody. Nobody knows your name. You have nothing worth saying, really, or writing. I mean, we could talk and preach and all of that and minister, but it's different writing, the writing thing. And I so thought, we have nothing worth writing. Nobody knows who we are. How do you get published in magazines? You have to bribe somebody to get published in a magazine. And it, every step is humongous. Magazines, national, regional, national, international, multiple languages. How do you get there? And that's how we approach many times the promises of God and the prophecies. So you bury them because, I don't know how, how do you do that? And you get into that place, and nothing happens. <coughs> but heavenly perspective, I found it in this scripture. Faithful in little—that's all he's asking—is faithful in little. Or oh, forget about the vastness of the prophecy. Bringing down to Zachariah's 14. Do not despise the small beginnings, because it gives. God, it makes God really happy when the work begins. Find the small beginning, find the little to start. Faithful in little, what is your capacity today to be faithful in what God has told you to do? Don't bury it waiting for one day. Don't, the, we abuse the timing thing. It's a thing of timing, stewardship starts now. The fulfillment of it has a time, an appointed time. The start is now. Stewardship is now. It's not in 10 years or 5 years or when the anointing comes. It's now. So I found heavenly perspective in that. So I thought, good news. Faithful in little. I said to Ivan, okay, we'll be okay. We can breathe again. All we have to do, forget about The magazines, the books, the national, the international. Forget about all of that. Today, our step of today. Faithful in little today. I said, so all we have to do is find the tiniest, littlest possible, minute thing we can do about it. To be faithful in little. To be faithful. That's all we have to do, is be faithful in little. So... What is the tiniest? Let's find the smallest micro thingy. That we can be faithful in little. Not neglect. Do not neglect the gift so that we don't are not neglecting the gift imparted into us, which we don't like at all and we don't want it. And so what can we do? What to make to be faithful in little? So once we settle that heavenly perspective, I went back to the prophecy. And I began to pull it apart. And I thought, "Okay, what can we do here? And I found the main point was, you will write and people will read. (laughs) You will write and read, write and read. So I got a brilliant idea. I'm sure it was the Holy Spirit who gave it to me. And I got this brilliant idea. And I came and I said to Ivan, I know what we have to do. This is so easy. So because the main point here is the, 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 is write and read." He so, said, "So we are two. I will write one line and you read it." <laughs> and once a week, you write one line and I read it." And he said, "We can, we can do that. Faithful little, we were activating. We started doing that. We were activating it. And so I would write the line and pass the laptop and read. He read it. I said, That's it. We're doing it. Writing, reading, writing, reading. We're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> and we were doing this. Then after a few months, we graduated to two lines. I made it to three lines. But I was, I have to be honest, I was looking in the dictionary for really big words (laughs) to fill the lines. (laughs) But, you know, three lines. And I thought, now I'm doing this. Three lines, come on. He's reading, and Ivan was reading my three lines. Months and months and months we were doing this. Faithful in little. We were diligent. We were doing it. And I could honestly stand before the Lord and say, I'm, I'm doing it, activating the prophecy. I'm activating the prophecy. And then one day, a friend came over after we had done the, the my little three lines, and Ivan had read it. Ivan quit writing after a while the lines, so I kept writing my lines. He was the reader. And so, <laughs> and one day, this man walked in, and he, the laptop was open. He kind of read it passing by. He asked what it was. I told him what we were doing, which was I thought was really silly for him to hear that, for anybody to hear that. And anyway, he said, I like that. He said, send it to me. I would like to have it. And when you write your little lines, now it's twice a week, send it to me. I would like to, ha- to read it, too. Send it to me. And I said, Why? Like, why would you want this? Like, really, seriously? And he said, no, no, I, I, I like it. I, I want to read it. That's what you, you're writing. Just send it to me. So I sent him the first one, and I said to the Lord, Father, we've got an audience now. People, that's 100% growth. From one to two, that's 100% growth. Talk about dividends, 100%. And I said to the Lord, there we go. Now we are in business. And I was convinced that this man was reading and deleting. Because seriously, there was nothing to it. You know, and so months passed. And one day, I received an email from the editor of a regional magazine. And I discovered, without me knowing, that guy was sending my three little lines to his friends. And his friends were sending it to their friends. If you are faithful in little, I will take you tomorrow. You are faithful in little, and he will start opening doors, moving you, and causing, making connections and everything to happen. If you are faithful in little, I will take you there. I'll put you in charge more. That's the key. And so, I had no idea behind my back without me knowing, God was not working this. And this email was a surprise, and this woman said, I read this, and she pasted the little blur. She said, I like this, I really like this. And I'm wondering if you would be willing to write a 500-word article about this for my magazine. And I'm thinking, how do you get 500 words? (laughs) It doesn't matter how big they are, they're counting them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so. and somehow we, I got 500 words out and um, it got published I didn't have to knock on doors or bribe anybody you see, and then I kept writing my three lines faithfully I continued writing, then increased a bit more and a bit more but I kept doing that when about two or three months later a national magazine contacted me. The prophecy was being was unfolding, and because and said, "I read what you wrote to the in this magazine. Would you write a fifteen hundred word article for my magazine, wow. National?" Got published. Then I continued being faithful in my portion, which was now increasing from three lines, and then. She said, uh, then a few months later, not too long after, an international magazine contacted me and said, I read this, I read this, and a friend sent me this, and I really want a 2,000-word article for my magazine in 10 days from now, because it has to be translated into every language. For it, my, my, our magazine is published in every language of the world. When I got the prophecy, the thought was, "How do you do that? How do you accomplish that?" Heavenly perspective says, "If you are faithful in little, I will get you there. I will take you there, and I will get you there." And multiple times the articles got published, and I actually forgot about that, about them, and God didn't. And not long ago, an editor of a magazine contacted me and said, "I came across your website. I read your blogs. I want." Publish them in my magazine. I want to pick some of them. Can we work on this to publish them? So that's still unfolding into other levels. And then, as time went on, one day the Lord said uh, there was more to that. There was the book thing, which I didn't want to do. How do you write a book? And who's going to read a book you write when you're just you? And so, anyway, eventually the first book got written. And when it was done, I actually, I just, I, I did, I, I had these boxes there in the living room, and I said to the Lord, do you want the books? Enjoy. I'm done. My job is done. You wanted them. That book is in nine languages all over the planet, used by Bible school training centers, all, kind, all, all kinds of places is has been used. And there's the 10th translation is actually underway. But, and I have never, ever, ever done anything for a translation to be done. God has arranged it all. You know, he's spoken to people. He has made all the connections. He has built all the bridges for it. The second book, that one, is, out, is already in the first language. The second one is underway. And the third book is finished to be published in a few months, hopefully. When I get around it, when I have the time. But it's finished. And, you know, and the fourth book, The Skeleton, is already in shape. And what I want to say about this is, I absolutely love writing. You have no idea how easy it is for me to sit and write. It just flows. I love it, and what that means is, see, the enlargement of the kingdom. I didn't have it in me. I didn't like it. It wasn't me. And it is easy to say that word cannot be from God because God knows I don't like this. He knows that's not me. I'm not like that. He's enlarging your territory. It's expanding your borders. If something prophecy is new and you never heard it before and doesn't fit, it simply means God is ex- enlarging you, adding to you portions that you didn't have before. You see, through those prophecies. So don't bury it because it is new and it doesn't fit. It doesn't make sense. It's not me. You see, because here I am. You know, and who would have thought that I would like writing? You see, and all because of expansion, acceleration because of a stewardship. So, I want to encourage you tonight you know, to become, to activate, to become proactive. To say, yes, I am here, I hear the sound of the trumpet, I'm willing and available. It starts with what you already have. One has God given to you, what prophecies do you have, what promises do you have that you have not done anything about? And start today. With what you have today, how can you start? When the Lord spoke to me about international ministry nations, and he said leaders and international leaders and people who are uh, in the kingdom leaders, famous on television and the media giants, will come and sit and learn from you. And the first thing I thought, do you know who you're talking to? You know where I come from? A little tiny village in the middle of nowhere, insignificant, grew up in destitution with a thick accent to me. You know, and you think that you're expecting people come to listen to me, and you know, all those things run through your mind, human perspective. But then I came into heavenly perspective, and I said, Well, if you want me to, I'll do it. I also knew I had a lot. To learn, to get there, I had to start now. Stewardship now, stewardship now. With what is available today, how can you start? I started doing what I do now throughout the nations of the world. That prophecy has come to pass about those leaders and about all of that happening has been fulfilled multiple times. But I started. My... Faithful in I started preaching, doing what I'm doing now with two dogs. That's all I had. I had no pulpit, I had no one. And all I had was two six month old puppies. And I sat them on the couch. And I said to the Lord, Please send angels to hold them, sit, belt them for me so they will sit and don't move. Peace be still in Jesus' name. And I began, my first conferences were on that couch. I mean, teaching and preaching to those dogs. And then I would release them for a break. And I would call them back for the next session. And Ivan used to walk around, shake his head and say, What are you doing? I'm activating a prophecy. Faithfully, little God has called me to do this. And I decided that if I had to stand before the Lord, I could say to him, you called me to do this. With what is available today, with what is possible, I have been doing it. And the story would be too long to tell you how he began to make connections and began to open doors to the next levels and the next level and the next level until that got fulfilled, if you are faithful in letter. I will get you there. Small beginnings keep you grounded and keep you humble. Yeah. You know, when I have seen those great leaders, you know, famous uh, on television and the media sitting in schools, uh, the, well, the Holy Spirit and I are teaching, so yeah, the Holy Spirit is famous. Yeah. And, you know, but we are teaching there. And I look at them. You know, there is this part the human perspective that wants to say, I want to put on my website that so-and-so came to school. And that's human perspective and pride talking. The other side of me says, really? You start to preach to dogs. Get a grip. You know? And that brings me right down into reality. Keeps me humble with my feet on the ground because how can you, you know, think higher of yourself when you start preaching to dogs? You see? But what I want to say is, That's all God is asking for. So I just heard the trumpet again. So if you are willing, I want to extend the invitation now. And it is between you and God, because here's the thing. God takes seriously when you respond to a call. He actually takes it very seriously. When you say, yes, I will do it. When you stand up to receive an impartation, he takes it seriously. Because it means a lot to him when we want to serve him, when we want to partner, when he wants to respond to what he is asking us. So if you are willing to actually do something, I want to release an impartation about this. You know, if you are willing to say yes, I hear the sound of the trumpet, all hands on deck. I am willing and available. It scares me. I don't know how. I don't know what to do. But I am willing and available because I am a son or I am a daughter. For my father and his bride, I am willing. For the lost, I am willing to do whatever. You will receive talents, but you have to be willing to start now. be proactive. You have to be willing to change your thinking. It is no longer about living life like you did before. Heaven will invest into you. And I know for a fact, I have seen it. Angels write a list of names of who stands up and who says, "I will and you will receive talents, and there will be a celebration, and a harvest of talents that have been buried throughout the nations, they don't get buried forever, They, they don't go to waste, angels collect them, and they get redistributed, and the Lord is imparting abundance in this house, and will continue, for you have been found to be a good ground, a good soil for the Father, and... If you are not from this church, but you are here, you're hearing my voice, that is for you too, because he called you to be present for this and to be part of this, so it is for you too. It is for this territory as well. You see, and the Holy Spirit will show you, if you want to, you can find a way. There is no reason. People, I started with two dogs. I could still be here saying, well, nobody opened doors for me. I couldn't do anything because nobody, you know, uh, the magazines, I contacted the magazines and they wouldn't. Or I didn't know what to do. Or nobody wanted to hear me preach or teach or I had nothing to say. And I could have buried everything and then wonder why nothing is happening. God would give the talents to someone else. You see, but I know from my own life, There is no excuse. There is no excuse at all. I will write a line and you read it. It has led to the fulfillment of an overwhelming prophecy. Two dogs sitting on a couch led to the fulfillment of destiny. I can assure you your beginnings will not be two dogs. They'll be greater. This is a different season. And you have pastors and leaders who think bigger. That will help you find your Zechariah ten. So trust me, I know these people enough. We, we, we met recently, but it feels like we have known each other forever. We, I count them as friends. And so... I know they will help you. I know they will sit with you and figure out the leaders of this house how you can start. Imagine what will happen to this church and to the kingdom of God in this city if every one of you starts activating your prophecies today. Where will you be in a year from now? Imagine what enlargement is going to come, but the most important thing is where the kingdom of God will be. The advancement, the acceleration that will come to the kingdom of God in Texas and in America. If you guys do this, because it is contagious. So, another trumpet just blew. Let's pray. It's between you and God. I hope that if you're standing, you actually mean it. Because God takes it seriously. So, Father, we stand here before you right now with thankfulness for your faithfulness. For you have chosen to give us your kingdom. And, Father, we all together want to humble ourselves before you right now and repent, Father, for So many things. But Father, some of the bigger ones, for not trusting you enough. To step out, to take risks. For bearing talents. For misunderstanding you. For focusing on your ways and not on your heart. That's the most important thing. And tonight... We want to reset and start again. For we know you don't hold grudges, and we know that you restore and you redeem. So Father, we just come before you to say, please forgive us. We are resetting, restarting a new beginning. And we say yes to your calling. To the sound of the angel's trumpet, saying, all hands on deck, we are willing, we are available. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, with the authority you have given to me, I declare right now a shift in every situation right now. Father, according to every heart before you right now, to every declaration that is being made by everyone here, and Father, according to the leaders of this house, I know they are in agreement with you and for you and with your word. Father, right now, we just say, Father, yes, we are willing and available. We are willing and available, Father, to be all hands on deck with you and with your kingdom. And Father, right now, in Jesus' name, Father, we we receive and we respond to every call and every prophecy, Father, every... Promise And every prophecy that we have neglected, every dormant gift, I call it back to life right now, to stir within each of you right now, every dormant gift that you have received through prophecies spoken over you throughout the years, I call them to life right now, to stir within you, and I call you to life, for you were not, God didn't take them away. So I call them forth right now to arise, to become alive. It is time now to be activated. So I call you to be activated right now. And Father, I just want to speak restoration to destinies. Restoration to every uh, Prophetic destiny, restoration, Father, to this house in the areas where the enemy has blocked or stolen from this house to be restored and restitution to come into every ministry and every person. In Jesus' name, I call back to life right now all your promises every promises of every promise of god is yes and amen and therefore right now with confidence we call them back to life we call them back to the front lines in jesus name and dear holy spirit we just ask you for an impart for wisdom, faith, and discernment. I just release wisdom, faith, and discernment to arise within each of you to know how to activate these prophecies, for you need also determination and courage, so I call forth your zeal. Every one of you has zeal from God. God placed zeal within you when he created you, And your zeal may be misplaced in other things. Some people place their zeal in negativity, in uh, frustration, in anger, in hurt, or in bitterness, in complaining, in negative things. But the zeal God gave to you is to build his kingdom, to be the ones, the violent that take the kingdom by force. So right now, in Jesus' name, I recall, I call your zeal to be redirected right now to the kingdom, the, to fulfill it, the purpose why it was given to you, that zeal to arise within you, for you have it, you are mighty. The people, in the, the, the citizens of heaven take the kingdom by force. The citizens of heaven cause the kingdom to advance So I call for your kingdom heritage right now. Your kingdom heavenly DNA to awaken for each of you have it. So I call you forth in Jesus' name to arise. I speak to your spirits to arise right now. And I speak to your soul, and I tell you, align, align, align to your will, mind, and emotions. Align with the will of God. And I release right now alignment. I declare alignment. I call the plumb line to be released right now in this house. And to everyone hearing my voice, the plumb line to come from heaven right now before your eyes and may it be always be present before you in Jesus name right now for there is no time to waste I just saw boots being placed in your your feet black tall boots to your knees and uh, there were brand new boots, and they were placed on your feet, and you began to run. You got released. So I release you right now as the heaven is equipping you, and these boots are being placed in your, on your feet right now that you will arise. And I speak freedom in the name of Jesus. You have nothing to lose by believing God and obeying God. So right now, I release freedom into you and I command every opposition to back off right now. I speak to every demonic oppression and every demonic assignment against every person here, hearing my voice, and this house, and this region, this city, and this region, and the state, in Jesus' name, to back off right now. For these are men and women of valor, Men and women of valor and willingness to partake of the call of heaven right now. So in Jesus' name, I release an impartation to receive for new talents. (coughs) I call forth right now, new talents to be released, to come forth right now. New talents, new gifts are going to be distributed in this house, new gifts, new talents, for the Lord has even called this house to be a storehouse from a heavenly storehouse for the region and for the nation, a heavenly storehouse for Uh, even the world to come and to receive. For this house is called to train, to equip, and to empower the people of God to arise. I just saw this, uh, the house, and I saw this, this church, and I saw it as a you know, the pump that releases the oil from the deep places. And the Lord has created you. You are the pump for the oil to be released. And you are going to reach and access the deep reservoirs and the deep deposits. And I saw the oil you are going to release. You are going to reach is the pure the purity, the pure one, not the contaminated on top. That one has been removed. That God is giving you the deep, deep places and the deep deep springs also. And the Lord is going to give you, he is giving you anointings. You are going to reach, these oils that you are reaching are the ancient anointings. Ancient wells, you are going to draw from the ancient wells. You are going to draw from the revivals of old, all, all the way to the book of Acts. From the, from the book of Acts on your, I saw you reaching and into those wells and pumping the oil that is left there and releasing it from past anointings, from the revival of the book of Acts, from the revivals that happened centuries ago, from the revival of Azusa Street, from the revivals that have happened throughout the nations, the Lord is releasing it here, the anointing of the Wesley brothers, the anointing of of Wigglesworth is the well of Wigglesworth, John G. Lake is also being released in here. The Catherine Coleman's anointing and the Lord is releasing the impartation even of anointings of people who have taken it illegally and I heard the Lord saying he is bringing justice to inheritance in the kingdom for some people have taken mantles illegally and the Lord is going to remove them and give them to you for you have been found trustworthy to distribute the mantles of the kingdom and there is new inheritance being given to you for God is enlarging your inheritance. He is enlarging your portions as a church and even for the leaders of this house God God is enlarging your influence in the kingdom, your authority and your position. I saw you being seated in seats of authority. And the Lord says, I'm giving you mantles of authority. I'm giving you royal mantles to arise. I'm giving you royal mantles and you are going to rule with authority and royalty in the land and in the kingdom. For the Lord has trusted you. You have earned trust you have been positioned in trust and you have earned trust and as a house you are going to see a new release this is a house of miracles and God is calling the miracles for even in the land of Texas it's a land of miracles there has been great opposition against the land of Texas and the Lord has called this land to be a place of inhabitation And the Lord is releasing freedom into this land, and even some, uh, I saw some uh, works of witchcraft that were made against this land, uh, were made in the land of Texas, many, uh, even centuries ago, I saw some of them, even... um, Uh, And the uh, the native Indians and some other people that were moving in areas of occult and they made pacts in this land and they had authority to last for so many years active and that has come to an end. And the Lord is now bringing a freedom to the land, uh, the, the territory and the land of Texas. So right now in Jesus' name, I just bless you to arise for the Lord is using you to be the pump for the oil to release it in the land, in Texas and in the kingdom, and the kingdom of God in Texas, to have access to that. And I heard the Lord saying for you, he is bringing tools to you that have not been used for a long time. Many people are looking for the new modern tools, but the Lord is giving you the trusted old tools of his chest. And you are going to get these tools and see them work today as they worked for the disciples in the book of Acts. All the tools of scripture, all the tools that were used are still good today and God is coming to restore them. The Lord is releasing in this house an amazing mantle and an amazing anointing for the for learned. I saw the scholars. There is an anointing for the scholars in this house and the mind of a scholar. I saw like the mind of a scholar on this house, and there is going to be an increase of understanding of the word an understanding of theological fields, not for you to be theologians, but for you to receive the theologians, for you to bring help to the theologians and the learned will come to this place. Some will come to debate with you and some will walk away transformed for the Lord says you can be trusted with the fullness of kingdom and you are going to bring convergence between the understanding, the word, and the spirit in this place the proud will be humbled and in this place the humble will arise where I heard the Lord saying he is calling you to steward his kingdom. And he is going to increase the storehouse. He is going to increase the storehouse. I believe Traun said the other day, God has a, a bigger building for you, a, a multi-level building for you. And he is expanding and expanding and expanding. You are going to receive inheritance, but the Lord is going to make you. I just saw you running races like at the horses. And the Lord uh, is going to make you Faster and faster, to the point it was like the, the uh, the, uh, almost like the new the uh, the small horse at the back took the lead and began to run forward and became the the head of the uh, the race and uh, went ahead ahead of the other. Horses, And I heard the Lord saying, he's raising you to lead those even that have led you before. And you are going to become leaders of many of the leaders and even leaders of movements. But the Lord's going to release an anointing in your lives and an anointing in your brother to walk and to lead leaders of movements. And even birth a movement in time, you will birth a movement that will have many. uh, children underneath, by this I mean ministers and churches that are going to join into this movement that God is calling you. And I heard the Lord saying, indeed, he's releasing blueprints for a prototype of something new and different that is arising. God's going to be free from the uh, curse of religion and from the curse of... uh, uh, of the striving of men, you are going to see a purity arising out of this place, a purity that's going to arise, a purity that can be trusted. And because of that purity, many are going to come and be detoxified here. Many are going to find purity and will come to uh, to receive it, but you will take waters from this well, where the Lord says this is a trusted well. And there are new springs being released, new springs of living water, pure water, pure stream Stream, deep streams are being released. I saw the Lord is going to release a revival with children in this place. The children are going to arise. And children from toddlers all the way to 12 years old are going to become revivalists and preachers. They are going to see a visitation, and they are going to see the glory of God. The Spirit of wisdom is going to fall on the children, and they are going to become the wise ones. People are going to listen to them, and they will be the ones that will speak truth in many places. They will bring people in the kingdom, for the Spirit of God will fill them and visit them. The Lord is going to release this, and it is a permanent impartation for children children that are to come, for many that will come, and for many that will be born in this house, for there will not be barrenness in this house. God is going to release open wombs in this place. And there is going to be abundance. People will know this is a place where barrenness will not exist. And people will come from the north, the east, the south, and the west to have their wombs open in this place. And the miracles are going to increase for resurrection life it has been granted to you. Whatever you release the resurrection life, it is going to blossom and it is going to have effect and even at times dramatic effect that will make the newspapers. When the Lord says, I have chosen this place to be a place for my glory to arise and the generosity of heaven is going to arise in a great and mighty way. I heard the Lord saying the young people of this house will receive the spirit of Daniel and as God gave Daniel excellence and strength, the young people of this house are going to arise to be the Daniels of today with a spirit of excellence and truth and devotion, with the miracles and the power, with their determination that will cause the glory of God to arise. And yes, they will sometimes face the fire furnace and the lion's den, but the Lord will stand with them, and the stories that will come out of them will cause people to listen to them. For the Lord says, I will raise them up as leaders, and they will bring breakthrough to the generations, to the old and the younger Once they are going to arise, for they are going to receive healing and bring healing to many, they are wells up unto themselves for the Lord has called them to be deep wells they are going to arise and they will learn they will have encounters with God for the supernatural realm of God is going to manifest among these young people and they are going to carry breakthrough they will bring life and they will bring healing they are going to be recognized for they will succeed in everything that they do as Daniel succeeded in the land and in the kingdom they will succeed and the young people from 12 years of age to 30 years years of age are going to experience this for the Lord says from 30 years of age, I'm going to raise up the Josephs. I'm going to raise up the Josephs in the 30 to 45 years of age. The Josephs are going to arise. They will impact the business world. They will impact the economy. They will impact the nations. They will impact the world. There is going to be creativity coming into that generation. And this generation is going to arise and is going to conquer. And they will be the ones that God is going to use to transfer the wealth of the wicked because this house is called to be a storehouse of wealth for the kingdom as well, and out of it, it will go to the world and to the nations. Even the world will come to receive from here, and even the community will know that this house is a place of abundance. You will help the community, the state in time of need, and the city and the state and the region in time of need. They will come here to receive money. They will come here to receive provision. They will come here for help, and you will be recognized by local go- authorities and governments, and you will be awarded help, and you will receive grants from the governments as well, from the federal government will come to you, for the Lord is opening favor and doors for you, for the Lord says you will bring expansion into the territory as well, for the Lord says to the women of this house, your answers are coming. The. Your answer, answers are coming. The women of this house, you have fought many battles. You have stood before the Lord, and you have cried out to the Lord like the woman like never, the widow that never never gave up. You are intercessors, and you are mighty. You have also carried many wounds in the heart for arrows that have come to you. You have been the shield of protection over many. You have fought many battles, and the Lord says... Daughters, I'm bringing rest into your heart and I'm rejoicing you. You are going to find delight and rejoice as you see your prayers being answered. Your favor is coming for salvation will come to your households and your families. I am bringing restoration to you and restoration to your households, restoration to your friends as well. The Lord says, I'm going to visit you with peace and visiting you with rest. You have favor. You have favor. You have faith favored in the sight of the Lord, women and the women that will come are going to walk in the same anointing. The men of this house are going to be honored. The Lord says, you are arrows. You are mighty arrows, and you have been in the quiver for a long time. It is time to arise, mighty leaders. You are the Joshuas of today, and the mantle of Joshua is coming upon you now. For the Lord says, do not look at your age, whether you are young or old. Do not look at your age, for you are the Joshuas of today. And you are going to possess the land. You will possess the promised land. Take the people forward, for the spirit of encouragement is on you. You will bring encouragement to the people, you will make it possible for a prophetic anointing, a prophetic mantle has come upon you, and your men are going to carry that mantle in a great and mighty way, and the, uh, the generation of 70 to 100 years of age is going to come into a new Wind, God is bringing a new wind to that generation. For the Lord says, I am activating you again. Your unfulfilled dreams and promises are going to come to pass. And in this house, many people will arise for the generals are coming. And many of these generals are 80 years old, 90 years old, 75, 70 years old, even 65 and on are going to arise. For the Lord is calling them out of retirement. Many have been sent away and the Lord says, I never called you out of the ranks, and I am restoring that generation to fire and life, for the Lord says, I am making you known, and the banners are arising here, the banners are arising here, and you are going to release new vision, raise and impart, for this is the beginning of more to come, God has upgraded you, and you have been chosen for commissioning you have been chosen for commissioning and god is bringing commissioning into your lives as leaders can i get the leaders who are present to come please to the front the lord has calling you and the lord has chosen you and the lord says i am today setting you aside and in the name of jesus with authority that has been given to me As a prophet of God, I set you aside for your commissioning, and the commissioning of this house today. For this house has been set aside to be an apostolic leader in the kingdom. The the apostolic mantle is upon this house, and the Lord is releasing a father's anointing on this house, for this house is a father to the kingdom, and it will arise as a father to the kingdom. You have rulership, and you have governmental authority. Triple portion has been granted to you and to this house, and today... You are being called forth, and you are commissioned from heaven. So in Jesus' name, I set you aside, and as a prophet of God, I release the commissioning right now that has come from heaven upon you, that you will arise, that you will carry the mantle, and you will carry the keys, the sword is being granted to you, a sword, powerful sword a sword too big for one man to carry you have to carry it together it's a sword that brings giants it's a sword that will never go dull it is a golden sword is the sword david had on earth has been given to you david's sword that makes you invincible as long as you hold it together there is a lot of building to do The rolling stones are coming. The quarries will be emptied out. Many of the stones to build have been prepared in the quarries, and they are being called out, and they will come. Some will come from other places, even from other churches where they are being stored away and made useless. They are going to come into this house. For the Lord says, do not worry that many will come, and some will stand against you because of that and criticize you. And the Lord says, I am sending them. You are not taking from them. I am sending them. For I am transferring them to you. And I am bringing them here. In Jesus' name, I bless you with open doors. I bless you with new doors. I bless you with new vision. I bless you with new strategy that is going to come for the strategists arising in this place You will walk with freedom and you will bring freedom. New beginnings are coming to you. New authority is being granted to you. For many nations will know you by name. Many nations will call you. Many will seek you. So in Jesus' name, I bless you. I set you aside. I release you. And I call you forth and release the authority that belongs to you. In the name of Jesus, to arise. You will steward revival in this place. You will steward revival in many places. Take the land of Africa. It's yours. God has given you Africa. Many places in Africa are opening up for you, and you are going to take territory, and you will conquer and bring freedom. The snakes are going to fall, the darkness is going to surrender, and many in this place are going to see the anointing of Elisha arising, and this is for the house. The anointing of Elisha arising when the power of Mount Carmel will come upon you when you go to dark places in the land, for darkness is going to fall, witchcraft will have to surrender. For the Lord says, I'm giving you authority to trample over it. So in Jesus' name, I bless you. I release you. And I call you forth right now. In every area where you have been lacked, you will abound. In every area you have been attacked, you will more than overcome. And you will bring victory. Authority, authority, authority. In Jesus' mighty name right now, I bless you and I call you forth for a time such as this. Yes, amen. Amen. Cindy and Chris. Chris, right. Got you right. Chris, Chris. Father, I thank you for this couple. And right now, I heard that saying for the two of you, you are pioneers in the kingdom, and you have been breaking ground in many places. There is still more pioneering for you to do. Raise the pioneers, for there is another... Generation, another breed of pioneers that is arising. And I heard the Lord saying that too, if you're going to equip them in any way, the leaders, the Deborahs, and the forerunners are going to be your inheritance. You're going to raise up the Deborahs. You're going to raise up the Joshuas. You're going to raise up the conquerors, for you are conquerors in your own right. And you have seen victories and you have seen battles, but the Lord says today I'm giving you authority over both sides, authority over victories, authority over battles, authority over darkness, authority in the light. You are going to walk with upgrades, and you will release upgrades in the kingdom wherever you go. Brother, you are a man of integrity, truth, and life, and you are a servant of heart and a servant in every situation. You have not shaken. When the winds have blown, you stand firm. You are a tree that has been well planted when your roots are well established. The two of you have been established like the tree planted by the streams of water where your leaf has never dried and will never dry. You will prosper in everything that you do, and you will be fruitful all the days of your lives. You are going to see increase of fruitfulness coming for you and through you. You are going to travel the nations. You are called to the nations. You have an international ministry that is going to expand. And you are going to bring a lot of people into the front lines. You are going to discover the leaders. You are going to discover kingdom people that have been hidden by their treasures, and nobody has notice them. You're going to have eyes to see the hidden things, not the obvious things. And you will pull out the gold out of people. You will pull out the worth out of people. You are going to bring the things that bring significance to people and to many. The Lord will cause you to stand in front of leaders and in front of governments. You will stand in front of people of royalty as well, and you will declare the word of God. You will come and you will cry out for people before the Lord. And the Lord says, I will grant you the nations that you will ask me to, I just saw Asia and Thailand opening up for you, there's something in Thailand for you, and you are going to see Thailand, Thailand, Thailand opening up, and I heard the Lord saying, Vietnam, Thailand, all those territories are your inheritance, and the Lord is opening up gates and doors for you. You are going to cause rivers to open up, for you are in the river that flows from the throne of God, and you are deep in the waters of this river. The Lord says, son and daughter, there is yet another depth and another tributary of this river that is going to arise for you. You are going to find another toe that is going to pull you in. You are sold out in the depth of this river, but... You are going to be taken to deeper depths than you thought were possible and existent. What I heard the Lord saying, you carry a combination of tools that make a perfect you know, thing, a toolbox that is almost perfect with all the tools that you have combined, and they are very, very important. You can teach, you can preach together, you can minister, you can evangelize, you can pastor, you can prophesy. Brother, you are very apostolic. You both are highly apostolic, but you are very pastoral at the same time, and brother, you are a friend of the people, but you are a friend of God. And God wants you to know he counts you among his personal friends. And He's going to confide in you, in your things. A new season of conf- confiding is going to open up between you and God. And also you're standing and experiencing the God of Moses in the mountaintop and in a tent of meeting when the, Moses on the, mount- and the the God on the mountaintop was the one who covered Moses' eyes because the display of glory would have killed him, but in the tenter meeting, they talked face-to-face like a friend talks to another friend. And they heard the Lord saying, So I'm going to reveal myself to you as the great I am at the top of the mountain. I will reveal myself to you as a friend of the tenter meeting. And I'm going to give you a new mandate, a new insight, for you will lead my people in righteousness, and you will lead my people in truth. You will remove all the contamination that has been placed, and you will feed my children with good substance that they are going to grow and they are going to be strong. You are going to heal the brokenhearted and you are going to bring people into inheritance and into destinative. You are going to realign the kingdom of God in many ways. God will use you to reestablish ministries and realign ministries, to restore ministries and to re start ministries. You are going to come and reset, 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 reset in the kingdom. Where I heard the Lord saying there is a strategy being released for the two of you. New levels of a strategy. You will raise up strategists in the kingdom as well. And I heard the Lord saying he's going to raise up a new generation under your wings. And even your children are going to receive visitation of God. Your children have a calling from the Lord since they were in the womb. The Lord placed his hand upon them and called them to serve him. And they are going to arise to be mighty in the kingdom. Your daughter is going to influence the nations. Your daughter has a call. to. Be, uh, she will be in the media. She will be known. She will be recognized in many places. And she is a mover and a shaker. She is not going to stop no matter what. She's unstoppable. She conquers everything. She's a leader among leaders. And she will not give to purpose peer pressure or anything like that because she knows where she's going. She has purpose. She walks with purpose. She has purpose in front of her and is never going to depart from her. And I heard the Lord saying he is going to raise up your son as a man of wisdom and as a man of revelation and understanding. He will walk in the fear of the Lord and he is going to come into places of intimacy with God. He will find his own way for sometimes he's not going to follow the crowd but he's going to find his own way and he will walk and he will surprise you in the realms of godliness and understanding that he has, for he talks to the Lord a lot, and he has a lot of understanding. The spirit of revelation is upon him, and the Lord says, "I will instruct him, and I will speak to him in dreams, and I will bring him to understanding." He has many questions in his hand, and the Lord says, "I will take care of the questions. Do not worry." For the he was sealed in the in the, in his in the womb; he was called by name, and I heard the Lord saying, "You are going to see your children flourish," and you will see them established in the kingdom for their leaders to have kingdom destiny even though they will also have influence in the world the lord will give them success in academics and credentials they will both carry high credentials that will be necessary but in this in everything that they do they will work in the kingdom of god at the same times for the streams of both waters both rivers will merge together for them
3: brother i saw for you a time of rest is coming and a time of intimacy like never before, deeper intimacy with the Lord. I saw you, you were going to receive heavenly visitations. In the coming weeks and days, you're gonna receive heavenly visitations. I saw you, the Lord is calling you to alone time with him a long time with him. And you together, the two of you together, you're very, very powerful together in ministry. As a fire coming out of the mouths of both of you as you speak and as you minister, brother, you're a really, really trustworthy man. You are a giant in the kingdom of God. You are a rock in the kingdom of God. You will not be shaken, you will not be moved. When you follow the Lord, you focus your eyes on him and you follow him and you will not be shaken and you will not be moved. You're a strong man of God. Both of you are strong people of God. So I bless you in Jesus' name.
2: Cindy, I just saw evangelism arising for you. Tremendous evangelism, dear. I saw you with a net. And you know, you have been faithful with the fishing rod in every way you can. But the net. And when you cast the net, you catch multiple of things. The Lord is going to give you corporate anointing for evangelism. It's corporate, not individual.
3: I saw you standing on a stage, outdoor stage, and (coughs) preaching to the multitudes. You will speak to the multitudes, to the hundreds, and to the thousands. And you will speak with power, you will speak with love, and you will speak with authority. And as you speak, healing will come out of your mouth. And people will be healed by hearing the words that the Lord will have you speak on his behalf. God bless you, dear, in Jesus' name.
2: Karen? Karen? And Erica, Erica. you're not Karen. You're Karen. (laughs) Erica and Matthew son and daughter the Lord says to you certainly there is a breakthrough ahead for the two of you and there is a transformation coming for you have indeed been faithful in little you have opened doors little doors I saw you opening mouse sized doors and you have learned to crawl through those mouse sized doors and there is excitement and adventure in the two of you you are very adventurous and you are willing to step into anything it doesn't matter if it is dirty it doesn't matter if it is dangerous it doesn't matter if it is exciting it doesn't matter nothing makes a difference for there is passion within the two of you. You are kingdom advancers. The Lord is going to use you to be the engine that causes the trains to move. And you will be the ones that God is going to position in different angels' engines at different times. And you are going to find yourself spending time, you know, in one place for a while and going to be the engine of a ministry of some leaders, and then, you know, another place, and then another place. And there is going to be. You know, you're you're a kingdom tool and a kingdom resource, and so the Lord is going to send you and spread you around. But I heard the Lord saying, indeed, you are grounded, and you are indeed part of this house, but the Lord is going to send you to church plant, and there is going to be the time when you will be sent out, for the Lord is going to release an Antioch anointing in this place. And because of that... uh, everything in this house you know uh, there's an antioch anointing that's going to fall on this place that's going to cause a lot of many, you know to be sent out to many places and you are going to see many people leaving but there's going to be the others that will come and will live again and that's part of the antioch apostolic place that you guys are and you are part of that that you will be sent out to birth kingdom to raise and churches, to birth ministries, you know, you think big and you're going to see big. And I heard the Lord saying, think bigger and you will see bigger. And you are going to receive bigger visions. Brother, you are a man that can be trusted. You are strong and you are mighty. You are a warrior. And you stand as a man of authority in the kingdom. You are very confident. And I heard the Lord saying, son, you are going to raise confidence in the kingdom. You are going to remove mediocrity. You are going to remove compromise, you're going to bring those that are completely sold out and those who are on the fence are going to be pulled in to inspire people and you will inspire people to believe, I saw you preaching and speaking from in here, from your belly is going to arise a fountain that cannot be stopped. You are very intelligent but it is not out of your intelligence that you will speak and draw. It is not about sitting to prepare with paper notes to preach or to Teach, it will flow from deep inside of you, and there will be a freedom that will come from inside of you that will captivate people. For your life is a book for many to read from. For you, uh, you are engaging, and people will want to listen to you. You are very prophetic, and you hear the voice of God very clearly. You have partner with him, and you walk in this partnership, the Lord wants you to know he will take care of your finances and your needs. And even though you will give up more things for the kingdom, and you will give up some securities for the kingdom and the calling in your lives, the Lord will secure your livelihood. He will secure your housing. He will secure your household. He will secure your family. And you are not going to lose anything, but even in the future, we are going to receive dividends of what you will, uh, what you give up for him, it will be, actually you will be investing that. So if you give up, you know, finances for, you know, if you give up an earthly salary for so many years, you know. It will accumulate in the kingdom, and the Lord will give you dividends for that. So it's an investment, not a loss when the time comes. It will be an investment that you will collect again in the future. I saw you raising uh, training centers and schools you know, and going to other nations to do that. You are part of the people going to Africa, but, and you are going to train and equip and raise people. I saw you raising people out of poverty and bringing people out of foolishness. There you are very courageous. You are really passionate, but very courageous. You, are, you fear nothing, absolutely nothing, and you stand as a leader, and an overcomer in the kingdom. And I heard the Lord saying, he is going to give you the victories that you have been crying out for. He is going to establish you, and you will never be put to shame. You have fought many battles already. And the Lord says, daughter, your rewards are at hand for you. You are also a preacher. You are a mighty woman of faith, and you are a preacher. And I heard the Lord saying, dear, you will inspire revival the two of you are going to be involved in tremendous revival in the kingdom and it's going to flow and it's going to increase for you are never you are a well that is never going to dry empty you have a great gift of hospitality. And because of that, the Lord is going to enlarge your table. And He is going to enlarge your provision. The God is giving you a gift of multiplication. And you are going to see the multiplication of the fish and the bread. The miracle of multiplication will happen in your home many times. People will know the supernatural inhabits your home. I heard the Lord saying He's going to provide, you know, in in the natural, your resources. I saw a new vehicle coming for you. I also saw a bigger house for you. And I heard the Lord saying, enlargement will come in every situation. I saw a golden coin on top of your head. And it was spinning and spinning. And then it, every time it was spinning, it just split into many more coins. And it spun and split into many more coins. And there were times when it looked like it was going to fall flat. It was slowing down and slowing down. And you know you were looking at it saying, Is it going to stop spinning? Is it going to stop spinning? And then I went came, picked it up, and began again. And I heard the Lord saying, even though you at times may feel that way, it is never going to stop. For the Lord has released supernatural provision and I saw even the fish with the coin in this mouth following you around and is never going to leave you for you guys are going to walk on the waters a lot and you are going to raise people darling you are going to raise people to walk on the waters with you you know you are going to collect harvest and you will raise the gleaners prepare the gleaners for many raise the harvesters but without the gleaners a lot goes to waste raise the gleaners you are harvesters but raise the gleaners. There are too many gleaners. I keep seeing the harvest of Ruth being given to you. And I heard the Lord saying, As you rewarded Ruth, you will be rewarded equally. And as she had favor with Boaz, you will have fa- the favor of heaven upon you in that way. But you will have the harvest of the fields for you, for your house. Raise the gleaners.
3: Uh, I just want to hug you brother if that's okay because you carry something that I want.
2: I'm empty.
0: Can we say thank you? do not you just just stand up with me? Y'all can sit. I just feel like we're going to, (laughs) yeah. I just feel like we just need to give a praise. Just say thank you. Just lift up the thanks of your heart. Just begin to lift up the agreement of your heart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just hear the Lord say, it's the same thing that Mary did whenever she received the word that she would be pregnant with Jesus. And she said, I don't understand this. How could it be? But be it unto me according to your word. So whether you received a word or you were here, which meant you received a word. Just begin to come into agreement. Just begin to believe. Just begin to make the cry of your heart. Say, be it unto me according to your words. I just sense in the room right now he's. As your heart says yes, I feel like he's adding his yes to your yes, to the yes he already gave you. I just see a sandwich of yes. Shabbat. So let's just say yes together. Yes. Hmm. I want you to just extend out a hand towards throwing and Isabel, and just say, Lord, we just, we just honor, we honor them. And as she said, we honor them from friendship. <laughs> Thank you, Lord God, that you've accelerated already a relationship that goes beyond conference and speaking, but family. And so, Lord, I just release also the anointing of this house, which is for family, refreshment. And we just say, refresh. Just renew. We just say, Lord, the days to come are going to be unlike anything they've seen up to this point. That even as they poured out fresh words and fresh understanding for the season, God, I just, I just hear you say that there's going to be a newness in everything that you see. Even as you talked about the parable of the talents, it's the parable of the minus that grips my heart. It says, because you've been faithful and multiplied what you had, I'll give you influence over cities. And you've already walked in that. But what I hear the Lord saying is but there's going to be a newness to it. I hear there's new surprises coming to you both. I hear there's this like, I see new colors. Like even the, the spectrum that you've seen in, it's almost like you're going to see in the ultraviolet spectrum. There's going to be a depth. And all it's going to do is add to the joy you've already carried. So we just thank you, God. We just thank you right now. I thank you that you don't add sorrow. You only add joy. So this Lord, release that now. Why not you go ahead and put your hand over your own heart. And just according to what she released about the Timothy, the prophecy has come. The Spirit has imparted it. And I want you just to smear it in. Say, so I'm not going to fight it. I'm only going to steward it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for rapid deployment. Yeah. I just hear the whole of heaven. We we began this service with, we're, we're part of the great cloud of witnesses. And I just hear the witnesses standing up and shouting, Yes. They're just saying yes to everything Jesus is doing. And all we're doing is adding our yes to their yes. Hmm. So Lord, we could stay here. I mean, I know I could. I just, just stay in this place all night. And I thank you that even when we leave the physical place, We don't have to leave this place of intimacy. So I just declare tonight, Lord God, that dreams, visions, the continuation of intimacy with you, because you go with us wherever we go. And I thank you that there will be no end to this, because you said you'll always be with us, even to the end of this age. And so we just declare this right now in the mighty name of Jesus and all God's people said. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us as we seek first after God's kingdom and release it to transform lives and cities. If you would like more information about how to grow in the kingdom or connect with Legacy, go to our website, www.legacynb.com.